Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic, and how is everyone doing this evening? Welcome to episode 350 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where we'll talk a little bit about the newest film, the newest documentary from The Daily Wire called What is a Woman? Getting uh, very rave reviews from the people who have actually seen it and is also causing a lot of controversy amongst critics who not only don't want to review the film, but are refusing to review the film. And many of them are uh, sending expletives to the Daily Wire, even after being sent free screeners in order for them to actually review the movie. And so we'll talk about, is the film good? Why is the film good, and why is the film causing so much controversy? And yes, indeed, I know everyone's freaking out. It's red! Your room is red! Yes, it is, because we are in the season of Pentecost, some small little season in the church. So right now, it is Pentecost Tuesday, as this past Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. So the liturgical colors for this week are red, leading all the way up to Trinity Sunday. And once Trinity Sunday happens, we then fall into time after Pentecost. So we are in the season of Pentecost, so hail everybody in the chat. Before we get further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, not that fire button, if you're watching over on Odyssey. And also make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. It really does help out a lot, but especially share the video. We got the old guard coming in as a member of Asgard for a member of the army of Asgard for eight months who is using his chat for the month, says, It's silly that we live in times when people can't answer a simple question because their politics and agendas interfere with the truth. Absolutely. We absolutely live in some pretty darn ridiculous times. There's just no doubt and no question about that. Tonight we will also, after talking about what is a woman, we will talk about the Top Gun box office as it is doing insanely well. I mean... Potentially one of the best week one to week two holds in box office history. Someone in the comments on the latest video I posted earlier today had actually said that it is now officially the best performing week one to week two film. Uh, I think that we probably have to put in the stipulation of films that have made over $100 million in their opening weekend. Regardless... It did quite well. So let's go ahead and say hello to some people in the chat. Sorry for that little weird thing in the very beginning. Uh, I was having some random connection issues for some reason. And so it just didn't really... I, I don't know what happened at the very beginning. But I had to refresh my browser. And then when it reloaded, it had my camera up. And then it switched back to the video. So I don't know if anyone else noticed that or saw it. But... That is indeed what happened. So anyway, Papakati, what's going on? It says, I hate I'll miss the stream, but my kids are coming into town and want to go see Doctor Strange 2. Obviously, there were mistakes made when raising them. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I hope that you're able to at least zone out enough to have a good time, maybe. I mean, the film is making over $900 million worldwide. has made over $200-plus million in net gain profits, so it's doing very well. 
However, the film, of course, still not that great. The Master of Gaming, what's going on, good sir? Jacob Ironside, also in the chat. Again, I am not able to highlight these comments because of the weird thing that YouTube decided to do. We got Nearsighted Cyclops in the chat. Hail to you, Orange Eye Reviews, who is a member saying, Hail all, hail all, Father Odin, and hail to Maverick and women everywhere. Input Latency says, Hail peeps! Today's a good day. Well, I'm glad you're having a good day, Input Latency. Mr. Roy, hope you're doing well. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, what is going on? GMonkey76 in the chat. Roger, uh, Roger Ryder, hail to you. Thank you for being in the chat as well. Mr. Roy in the chat, hail. Uh, Mr. Wingster, what's going on? General Wingster, I should say, Mr. Wingster. General Wingster says, Odin, what is a woman but a miserable pile of estrogen? Er, secrets, yes, secrets. Ah, General Wingster, you troll you. Gary Banjo Sandwich, not watch the documentary? No, the answer, that is not my problem. Idiots do not. No! No, 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 absolutely. And that's the reason why I think this documentary, I, I put this, I had a very small review up on my letterbox, and basically, this is the most important documentary for our generation. Is it the greatest documentary of all time? Hard to say. I don't. I haven't watched that many documentaries. Is it a perfect documentary? I would argue no. I think there's definitely some things in there that, for me, were a little bit odd. And I think that there are things that will definitely turn some people off. And when you make a documentary about this subject, dealing with trans issues, for instance, you have to be able to present the information, which they do very, very well, but I do think there are a couple of moments that Matt Walsh, who is the one that that created this uh, documentary and who was essentially the star of the documentary as he was the one interviewing the people and going through the processes in order to get the documentary made. I, I do think that there were some things that were a little bit cheesy, a little bit too much on the nose. And I think that that part of it might actually turn some people away who might actually be open to the concepts that are being brought forward. Because w when it comes to the actual content of the documentary, it's amazing. It is totally spot on. It's it's pretty phenomenal. All right, and with that, I am now caught up with the chat. So let's go ahead and start highlighting some comments. We got Rosie G12. Hail to you, Rosie. Thanks for being here. Wayward Noodle, hail to you. Yes, indeed, it is red. Again, for Pentecost. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, Hot Odin. We got Laura Shorty Short, the modern major general of the channel. Laura, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. For uh, all of you who may not be aware, she had posted it on the Discord, but Tina, Empress of the Universe, will not be joining tonight uh, as she is not feeling well. So thoughts and prayers to Tina to heal up very, very quickly. Um, to my knowledge, it's just not feeling well, so nothing too major, but still... Send thoughts and prayers for her to have a very quick recovery, uh, as, of course, she has her Soup to Nuts stream this week, and I definitely want to make sure that she is uh, well by the time that that stream comes about. 70B works on Tuesdays, so she will be in a little bit later, uh, but thank you, uh, Laura, for being here in the meantime. I appreciate it. Let's see. Left Cross, what is going on? The Dark Side. No, no, no. Just, uh, just Pentecost. <laughs> then Laura comes in to say, is that red? Is that red or orange? I would say it's red. I'm, I'm looking at it even with the color correction that I have on for the camera. It's still coming across as red to me at least, though I'm sure there will be some debate, especially amongst those that may not be, uh, may not, rather may be colorblind, as I'm sure that Especially when it comes to the colors of red, it's the most common one that I'm aware of. Burst Angel, what is going on? Welcome. Rachel Black, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. It is indeed a great documentary. Not only is it a great documentary that's very well made, it's also incredibly 
So incredibly important. Matthew Highland, what is going on? Thanks for being here. Feel it a hobbit. Alan, thank you for the diamond donation over on DLive. Keeping DLive live, I should say. Keeping it alive over there. One of the stalwarts. Yes, indeed, Laura. Absolutely. The T <laughs> the T in the long acronym that keeps getting changed over and over again. No doubt about it. It indeed causes that trouble. Rosie G12, who is a member, says the left is comprised of a bunch of emotionally unstable children, hence their reaction to what is a woman. Yeah, and again, it's it's the I think that's a, a completely appropriate way of talking about the people who are either trying to degrade the film or trying to uh, you know drive the film down. It's not even that they're going to watch the film, critique it, come out with a response. That I could at least respect to some degree because it's like hey you were willing to listen to and and watch something from a a different perspective and to hear the ideas and to be able to respond to them but no they 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 couldn't even do that they couldn't even do that so instead they act as you said like like children where they're like no i don't i'm not even gonna watch it safe space safe space safe space re 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 i mean that's basically what it comes down to (laughs) is like, oh, no, 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 we don't want to even hear the ideas because, you know, Lord help us that we even be somewhat challenged on our concepts of the world. And yet this is what is the most important thing and really one of the key factors of what it means to be human. So not even what is a woman, what does it mean to be human? I think that this question that is asked and the way that this documentary is able to pursue the answer and the way that you're seeing Matt Walsh and you're seeing the Daily Wire and you're seeing all of these things be attacked. Uh, there was a, DD, uh, a DDoS attack on the opening night on the premiere, which caused the servers of the Daily Wire to be overloaded, meaning that you did have thousands of actual real people trying to access the film and they were dealing with stuttering and all kinds of stuff because someone decided to run a program that basically makes the servers believe that millions of people are trying to access it per minute, which, hey, if it wasn't a DDoS attack, that'd be amazing. Tim Pool's made this joke saying either it's the most uh, successful and popular and most well-watched, etc. documentary of all time, or it was a a DDoS attack, and clearly it was. So when you have stuff like that going on, and then you also have, uh, I was listening to uh, Shapiro a little bit today because he was talking about the film, and obviously I thought that was good preparation, especially for this. He mentioned that they had sent all these screeners out to all of these different reviewers, hundreds of reviewers, and they have dozens if not hundreds of email responses of things like unsubscribe, 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 like get me off of this email, or some actually even saying, please don't ever use this email again, please forget this email. Uh, Some saying, uh, no thank you, I don't want to see your your transphobic garbage, and it's like, wait a minute, you haven't even seen the film. You've seen clips of the film, you then have received it within your own tiny little ideological bubble, and now you're just making assumptions. Now, this is something that has always happened, I feel. This is something that is a very common practice amongst many people. Um, but I think especially when we talk about, and, and this is not a show that's going to try and get too much into the political weeds. We'll save that for Thursday's stream on the OMB Report channel, but I do still think that it's still relevant to the discussion because it is a film, it's a documentary, and it does deal with a question that for some reason is becoming so much more difficult because when you become so entrenched 
in your ideology where you're not even willing to have a discussion, that is when problems can arise. And what I was going back to about what's unique about being human and what's so important about being human is the fact that we have the ability to engage in discourse, to engage in philosophical discussions and philosophical disagreements, and that is such an important part of what it is to be human. So we see an entire generation or two, and obviously there's some cross-generational elements to this as well, who can't even engage in the discourse who are unwilling to engage in the discourse because we have now this concept of safe space. Oh, you have this safe space and oh, we'll create this safe space for you where you don't have to worry about hearing ideas that oppose your own. You don't have to worry about having to hear another side or another perspective, another worldview. And that was another thing I loved about this film is that it not only gave the opportunity to these so-called professionals who are very much all about the affirmation within the trans community, but then it also dealt with people who say it's harmful on the other side. So they gave both sides, I think that they gave them easily equal time. And on top of all of that, one of the most powerful sequences for me was when Matt Walsh traveled to a country in Africa and had a translator there with him and was just asking general questions about, you know, what is a woman? How do you define a woman? Uh, what about if a man wants to be a woman? And it was amazing to, to hear the responses because it's not surprising, but these concepts don't exist within these cultures. And what I find interesting about that is that I bet if this culture was put into American Western culture for 10 years then I think you would start to see these, these things that don't exist, right? These concepts that don't exist, these realities, which we know to, to not be realities, would probably start to creep into it. But because they are outside of that, they hear these things and they have the right response saying, that's ridiculous. No, that, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And so it's phenomenal to have that in the film to see this African tribe just saying, this is ridiculous. And obviously, a lot of it is coming from the men of the tribe, but they do also have at one point interviewing of the women of the tribe as well. I assume that part of the reason why you're seeing that discrepancy is because within that specific culture, it is a very patriarchal culture, and so it actually makes a lot of sense within the framework of the culture. What's interesting to me, though, is that... If you were to ask many uh, left-leaning sociologists or just left-leaning individuals in general their thoughts saying, oh, are you going to call this African tribe transphobic? I would be very surprised if any of them said yes. I would not be surprised if they try to defend the tribe because think about it. (laughs) If their entire game, if their entire worldview is run by identity politics, they can't just go running around talking about an African tribe as being some evil thing, because that, of course, would be a red flag within the intersectional community, within the intersectional race, uh, gender-based community. And this is where I think the documentary is most effective, because it shows how easily these arguments, or so-called arguments, fall apart, and how either downright stupid, misinformed, or evil some of the people that are involved in these communities and involved specifically in the scientific communities is really what I'm going with with this. In the scientific communities who are all about this so-called affirmation, who are all about, you know, 
telling lies to children. There's an amazing sequence where this woman just openly lies to say, oh, well, you know, puberty blockers, you know, we, we like to, you know, get those started early. And she's a, she actually admits she's a doctor and she prescribes these things. She prescribes this so-called medicine and then lies to say it's completely reversible, which is a factual falsity. So this is the most important. This is the most important documentary of our generation because, as someone who is, especially as a teacher within this environment, I've already started to see these ideas creep into, even in a private school setting, started to creep into the minds of so many people. And a lot of it's because of TikTok, because these kids are obsessed with TikTok. And who owns and who has cornered the industry when it comes to TikTok videos, especially? It's a lot of these, oh, my pronouns are Zir and Zar, and I'm a spirit animal. Like, that that's what's cornered it. And so it's now become normalized. This normalization, this really, in many ways, grooming that's been going on, especially through companies like TikTok, needs to be broken through. And I think it's films like this and documentaries like this that are actually going to be able to, I think, break through so many people's perceptions. I honestly do. Are there going to be some people who are going to be the, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to Rosie's comment, it's because they're giant children and that's exactly what children do. So instead of engaging with the conversation and instead of actually defending their points, instead of actually giving a good response, what happens instead? No, we're just not going to watch your film. We're not going to watch it because we don't want our worldview to be challenged. This is the danger, especially of higher education. Children being sent off to higher education when you have professors like this. One of them is actually at uh, the University of Tennessee, which which terrifies me because I'm like, wait a minute. This is a professor at a university within my state. And I, I couldn't help but say and, you know, call this cancel culture all you want. However, I think when someone is perpetuating child abuse or other uh, crimes or things that <laughs> really honestly should be crimes against humanity, uh, especially when it comes to prescribing medications to children, I'm pretty sure that those people should not be allowed to work. So one thing I do hope comes from this is that some of the people that were interviewed and some of the people that were involved, let's just say I hope that they start to get put under a lot of scrutiny, and I hope that in certain cases, especially with the more egregious ones, consequences end up coming about. I think it would be the most important thing. Matthew Highland, what is going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, I don't know why I'm the one where you have trouble with streamings. I, I have so many people who never have any problems with the streams at all. So I, I again, I, I don't really know what to say. Rosie G says, here's what happened. YouTube doesn't like you talking about what's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it immediately when I had the title of this video and what we would be talking about. I knew that there was a chance that the stream could be just taken off. So just for everyone to know, I am live on YouTube, I'm live on Odyssey, I am live on DLive, and I'm live on Twitter. So if for any reason anything gets taken down, please know that I am still going to be live. Now that Nathan Slay says, hello, oh, didn't really love Top Gun Maverick, thought it was a very worthy sequel. It is. And I think that there is a good argument out there to be made that it is better than the original. Um, I think it's just more polished than the original. Low Watermark coming in with a $25 donation via Streamlabs. Thank you very much, good sir. Circumventing Mama Susan with that $25 donation via Streamlabs. Says, good job, Odin. Well, thank you, Low Watermark. Appreciate it. Always appreciate the love and support you show 
members of the fellowship. I appreciate it. The R, what is going on? Good sir, says I'm on kid sitting duty. I'll try to listen in. I, I think the way that that was worded could have been a little bit better. <laughs> uh, the babysitting. Hey, I appreciate it. Rosie G is going to be AFK. Thanks for being here. Bright Burn, what's going on? Tag to say, you can take away my house and all of my tricks and toys. The one thing you can't take away, I am Iron Man. Oh, well, there you go. General Wingster tagged to say, Odin, please. Mr. Wingster was my father. Ah, yes, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. You're right. Uh, Tennessee Tism, what is going on? Thank you very much for being in the chat. Uh, Salty Saurus Rex, hail to you. Thank you for being here. General Wingster tagged again to say, I did some college courses in biology, so I'm something of an expert myself. Are you really? But are you a scientist? Are you a biologist? Apparently, someone can't answer the question of what is a woman simply because I'm not a biologist. I honestly also think that the way that the, uh, the film, the documentary, ends is very cool. I, I really like the way it ends because it's it's one of those things where, you know, not to give too much, not that there's really spoilers with it, it's a documentary, but I do like just the way there's this natural unfolding where it starts off with just this honest question, it then goes to these so-called experts, you then start to get some opposing perspectives, people who are honestly putting themselves and their careers at risk. It's amazing that when one looks at the film, you look at these people who are perpetuating these insane ideas. Again, many of these ideas dealing with and including children and and medications and many of them being proponents of uh, parents not being informed about it and then also telling children and parents these lies that these chemicals, these drugs that are also used for offenders and have been used on offenders in the past, that these blockers are reversible, 100% reversible is insane. And so you have all of this dialogue going back and forth. There's some amazing interviews going on with some, again, doctors who put themselves at risk. But it's crazy to me that the people who are pushing for downright child abuse, they most likely will be safe. Whereas the two or three doctors, therapists who are talking about how dangerous this is and how bad this is for children and actually bringing up facts and bringing up data points living in the real world, talking about actual reality and not this fantasy world that has been perpetuated by academia especially. It's insane and sad that those are the ones who actually have more to lose, could end up facing repercussions because they don't drink the woke Kool-Aid. It's, it's pretty awful. Let's see, Nathan Slay says, me after watching Top Gun Maverick while drinking a soda, I feel the need, the need to pee. Yeah, it is definitely not a short film, so that makes sense. Nerd Immunity, welcome. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate that name especially. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, it is like calling the holy book fan fiction. Yeah, I would definitely say that that is a, uh, a similar uh, comparison there. Though, here's the other thing too, right? Here's the other thing. If one were to do that, you wouldn't be canceled. It's amazing, right? Because when you think about as far as groups that are made fun of, groups that have received a lot of hatred and groups that have been mistreated, especially in the mainstream, it's interesting that it's actually Christians who are 
usually the ones that are the butt of jokes. And here's the interesting part of it all. I think South Park especially exposed this when they were doing their episodes, for instance, on Islam. And they received death threats because they said that they were going to portray an image of Muhammad, of the prophet Muhammad. They received death threats for that. And so what did they do at the very end? They did this whole speech and this whole thing where they censored out the image. They censored out uh, some of the words that were being said as well to make a point. And then the show ended with this random thing where basically like Jesus was crapping and then people were crapping on this image of Jesus. And it was like, is that offensive? Absolutely. But guess what? I'm not going to put a death threat out against them. I'm not going to hate them because here's the thing. They're comedians. They make fun of everybody. They're not just singling out one specific group. And so even though I can have that thing where it's like I'm very much personally offended by it. However, at the same time, I understand the comedy and can at least respect them where they're coming from in that specific position. So that's where it's a little bit different, I would say. Uh, Joey Horn, who is a member of the channel. Hail to you, Joey Horn. Thanks for being here. If you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin. It lets me know you're trying to get my attention. Unless, of course, you're a member on the channel. Uh, in which case, uh, one of the perks of being a member is you don't have to worry about doing the tag. Uh, Joey Horn gets it, though. Odin in the Pentecost red. Yes, indeed. We are in the season of Pentecost. Just like Easter is not a single day. Pentecost, as well, is not a single day, either. Sorry, Rosie, that you're having buffering issues there. Tim Elf, what's going on? Thank you for being here. I very much appreciate it. Hardwick, hail to you, good sir. Thanks for tagging. Says, do you think the love affair between Hollywood and China is ending? To some extent, yes. I think that Paramount especially has been a very clear indication of that. The fact that Top Gun Maverick has no release date there. That Paramount actually started to kind of reverse course on a few things. So in the trailers that they had released, especially the international ones, they had edited out or blurred or, again, played around with the jacket that is worn by Tom Cruise to try and basically distort the uh, the Taiwan flag and the Japanese flag to some extent. And that obviously got a lot of controversy early on. And so I think that the question needs to be asked of is, did are they doing this now as kind of a way to go after China since it's not getting released there? Like, basically, are they only doing this because they were trying to get a release in China and China shut them down? Or is this Paramount actually starting the process of rejecting China outright, rejecting more specifically the Communist Party, the CCP outright? Because if that's the case, then kudos to Paramount for doing so. And I hope more studios follow suit. It's too early to really say that Hollywood as a whole is doing that. But there are definitely some studios that are starting to show at least some indication that they're starting to wake up. And so I will take whatever we can get and just know that there's still a very long way to go. All right. Fitness channel with Kenny Lee. Tag to say. Just came from watching Top Gun Maverick. It was great. A must-see. And what are you talking about? We're talking about the documentary from the Daily Wire called What is a Woman? Uh, it is the newest documentary out there. It is a hit. A massive success. Thousands of people becoming uh, members of the Daily Wire in order to access it. And that, I would say, is definitely one of the downsides to it. And the one, one of the criticisms of the Daily Wire specifically is I understand, of course, that they're trying to build culture. And so they are creating these films, spending millions of dollars making these films. And the production value of this documentary is amazing. What is a Woman has beautiful cinematography. 
the editing is top notch. It is exactly what you would expect from any other top tier company, documentarian, etc. And yet something tells me this film will not probably get any recognition from the Oscars next year. <laughs> Even though it is a very well done documentary and probably one of the best documentaries of the last several years. And I say that more so of it being important rather than from an objective standard because I am not someone that's seen a lot of documentaries. And so I, would, I wouldn't really call myself to be a expert in any way on documentaries necessarily. That all being said, it is still very effective. And the subject matter especially is incredibly important because what this documentary exposes is that if we can't even agree on what we mean by the word woman, if we can't even have a basic agreement with language, that shows you how divided we really are. That shows how divisive this type of ideology truly is. Because one of the things that the documentary really does well in exposing is that the people who are perpetuating this type of ideology, who are trying to say, ah, it's a fluid thing, and, you know, basically that the answer that's very commonly given is, you know, to the question, Matt Walsh asked the question, what is a woman? A woman is anyone who identifies themselves as a woman. Okay, but what is that he follows up with? What is what? A woman. Oh, someone who identifies as a woman. Yes, but what is that? They can't answer the question. So the reason why is, is that they do not have any grounding in one reality or two, any type of philosophical framework. Because if they were actually based in any philosophical framework, they would be based in some sense of reality. We could have disagreements, but because they're not even in any sense grounded in reality with their ideas, it means that you can't even have a conversation because they, and this is something that's been you know building for a long time, long before any of the issues when it comes to the trans topic, but it, it's been building for a long time, right? This concept of there is no such thing as truth, right? There is not the truth. It is your truth, my truth. The truth is subjective. The problem that arises from that, though, is that, okay, then how do you explain the fact that there are objective standards that exist within our world? We know that those objective standards exist, and yet if you're coming from a completely subjective standard, you would have to extend that to all things, which, of course, then becomes ridiculous. So basically, what we're seeing happen is we're seeing the rejection of and the abandonment of any sense of critical thinking and the acceptance of fantasy is reality. What I feel is what is real. And this is such a dangerous philosophy because when we fall into, and when these people are falling especially into the, well, I feel this and therefore it is, I feel therefore I am, we start to go down a very dangerous rabbit hole because once objective truth and objective reality go out the window, guess what enters into its place? Chaos. Chaos is what, because either you have order or you have chaos. And this ideology is the rejection of order. This ideology is saying there is no order at all in the universe. It's a rejection, especially from morals, from a moral perspective. That there is no order to morality whatsoever. And that's a dangerous philosophy. 
or rather lack of philosophy is probably the more accurate of the statements to be perfectly honest. Awesome one. What's going on? Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, awesome one says vampire. Oh no, no, no. Just the feast of Pentecost. Hardwick. What's going on? Good. Sarah Tide say, have you watched any documentaries about Scientology, such as going clear or Leia Remini's expose? I have seen going clear. Going clear is also a fantastic documentary, which I would also highly recommend. I do think that one is important. However, I think this is much more important. And the reason why is because, though I think it's important for us to expose Scientology, and I think Going Clear does a great job of doing that, this is a much bigger issue. Because this is especially being targeted towards, not the documentary, but the the trans issue. It's being targeted at kids. And many of these (laughs) proponents and many of these so-called activists have even said, yeah, we're coming for your kids. We're going to teach them, right? There was the whole song that was making the rounds about we, we you know, we're going to teach your kids, and eventually, uh, you're just gonna, you're gonna lose them, basically. And you see that happening because where have these ideologically driven people found themselves most at home? Schools. They've infiltrated school systems, school boards, uh, the higher up of all the school institutions in general. And it's allowed them to push these ideologies so far and so high up the chain that it's become integrated into it. College got lost a long time ago, right? This crap has existed in college for a long time, and it's rotted the brains of so many people, sadly. But now it's starting to become more clear that it is also being brought into lower school, high school education, middle school education, in some cases even grammar school education. And if you actually look to the numbers and you actually look to where people stand, the vast majority of people reject it because the vast majority of people are at least somewhat based in reality, based in what is real, based in the fact that there is truth. Anyway. Uh, Fifth Channel K. Lee says, don't group all sciences and scientists, teachers in the same pile. Most do their jobs. Well, I if that's how it came across... I hope that is not what you thought, because obviously I'm talking here about gender ideology types. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. But I do think that the scientific field itself has definitely been infiltrated by a lot of people. And we see this especially when you have major groups, whether it's the psychiatric groups, right, the groups with psychology, where you have uh, gender dysphoria being, you know, relabeled, things like that happening. Like That's been going on now for a long time where scientific groups who used to be very clear about here's what we know and here's what we don't know have now all of a sudden because of money and because of other things been impacted, right? That is something that is true. And that's something that's beyond even just this talk here about gender ideology. It's something that we can find within, you know, climatology. This is something that we can find within the response to COVID, right? These are all things that are there, but no, I'm not, again, I am not trying to broad, broad brush paint all scientists or all science teachers even, right? Because there are a lot of good, solid people that are still out there. And that's the reason why the documentary is very effective because it shows that there are many people who have gotten into these positions of power who are corrupt, who are pushing harmful practices. But it also shows you that there are some people out there that are still good. The problem, of course, is that in some of these fields, especially in psychology, in psychology and psychiatry, that I think is what is being most exposed. And that is, I think, the focus of where 
as a cultural battle, we need to have a lot of focus on is getting more people who want to jump into that field who are based in reality to join it because there are a lot of bad people, especially in that field. And I think that this, again, this documentary, I think really helps to expose that. Anyway, let us see. Uh, Nathan Slay, thank you for tagging. That says, John Ham is great in Top Gun Maverick. I really thought he hammed it up. I see what you did there. Brian Barth, what's going on? Let's see. Hardwick, I to say, in interviewing an African tribe, uh, is interviewing an African tribe really effective as an argument, though the other side could argue that they are uneducated and don't fully understand such things? Well, that's just the thing, though, is that that doesn't happen until about 45 minutes into the movie. So that's not even one of these key arguments. What I think it does is that he sets it up with, here's what one side says, here's what another side says, and then he uses that to say, is this something that is, you know, pervasive throughout all, uh, you know, all cultures? You know, what, 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 what connection or what impact does culture have? And I do think it's an effective argument, though, because in this tribe, in this country, guess what? These concepts don't exist. And so if the argument that is trying to be made is that, no, these are just who they are, that these are just biologically who they are. They were basically born in the wrong body. Okay, this tribe is a great subsection or a subgroup of, okay, this is a place where those concepts don't exist. And guess what? Those people don't exist. So I think that it does help because it helps to expose that maybe, just maybe, a lot of what we're seeing happening and going on right now in our world and in our culture is being influenced by, of course, something that we've known for a long time, mainstream media, education spheres, etc. right? A big, obviously, the Western countries, the Western philosophy, or again, the Western mindset. And I think it is effective in that specific way. But again, in isolation, I would say, no, if that was the only argument being made, I think that there would probably be some arguments against it. But it is not in isolation. It's it's being built up to. I would, again, if, you, if you've not seen it yet, Hardwick, which it seems like you haven't, I would highly recommend that you that you watch it, man. And again, that going back to something I had mentioned previously, that's one of the biggest issues I have with The Daily Wire, is that you have to become a subscriber in order to access it. Not that it costs all that much to be a subscriber, to get, get access to that and some of the other films that they've had. And it might actually be worth getting, especially if you can get a deal on it, because guess what? Next week, we got uh, Terror on the Prairie coming out with Gina Carano. So you might end up just being able to say, I'll try it out for a month. Guess what? I get What is Woman, I get Gina Carano's new film, uh, I get uh, several other films that have been put out so far, there's a lot of documentaries, a lot of documentaries. I think that is actually, right now, my favorite part of what The Daily Wire is doing, is these documentaries. Like, there's a documentary on Roe v. Wade, there is a documentary, I believe that they did a documentary as well, on Clarence Thomas, which I haven't seen yet, but they're doing a lot of really good work, and the quality is there. And so, I think that's the most important thing of all. Let's see, Brightburn, uh, okay, so that's a question about Superman, not really relevant to the discussion we're having right now, so I'm just going to skip it, Brightburn, story, dude. Uh, let's see, Input Latency says, extremely difficult to not get very angry with all the transhumanist demonic things going on all over the West. Lord help Gen Z, we're going to need it once the uh, fad breaks down. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, the, the whole metaverse concept you know, I have kids even coming to me, right, uh, you know, to kind of ask one what my opinion is, but then also to kind of reveal that they have some concerns too. And that's a good thing for them to, especially in their generation, 
who are so obsessed with their phones and are so already integrated into these digital worlds and these digital uh, these digital places that they are already seeing the impact that it has on them, on their friends, but also just how much further down um, or just how much worse things could actually get in the future as well. All right, let's see. Rosie G12. Future generations will look back at the age as dark ages with all uh, with the with the horrors that are sanctioned and celebrated. Oh, I, th- I think they will. I really think they will. And what my hope is is that because this is this documentary is causing a lot of con- controversy, is causing therefore a lot of discussion and conversations. My hope is that it is able to expose this cabal. It's able to expose this really evil um, attempt to corrupt children amongst so many other things. And it's able to bring people back to reality and to begin the fight against it. I I, I talked to even my department chair afterward. I was like, this is so good. I I am very, I'm 95% that I'm going to use this within my own curriculum. That's how good this documentary is. And that's how important it is. And that's also how timely it is. Because as someone who teaches morality especially, this documentary is brilliant in breaking down the the main arguments from both sides and exposing how one is based in logic and reality. It's not just a differencing of opinion. It's like, oh no, one one is rejecting reality outright. One one side is just saying, no, no, there is no actual reality. One person even says, one, again, it's insane to say that they're a doctor, but one doctor who prescribes medication to kids, just let that sink in, says, no, 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 you're not, you're not, you're not a male, you're, you're a constellation. So they're not even in reality. And I think it's so important. I think it does such a great job of just breaking that down. Jeremy Skowski says, speaking of child abuse, have you seen about the drag show in Dallas, Texas? Very disturbing. Incredibly disturbing. Uh, Again, yes, absolutely. I think that in in some of those cases, especially, I think Child Protective Services might need to at least be informed saying, hey, there's some stuff going on over here. But it sounds to me what is probably more appropriate is what it seems like some states are doing, which is trying to pass legislation to try and nip these types of things in the bud because I do think that that is dangerous. You know, and that is, of course, that you know, slippery slope of, okay, but where, where do you respect the will of the parents to educate their children the way they see fit versus trying to do everything one can do to protect? That's why for me, I am much more in favor of local communities passing laws, local communities passing ordinances, because I think that it should be the community that, that tries to come in and do it versus higher ups. You know, it's it's actually very much deeply rooted in the Catholic principle of what's known as subsidiarity, right? That if a smaller group or if a lower unit of a society can handle something as well or better than a higher unit, they should do so. Um, it is where I would rather it end up, but it might end up where it needs to be the state coming in, unfortunately. Let's see. Awesome one says Odin is a herring in tomato sauce. Ha ha. Educated Viking. What's going on? Rosie G says, did you see the atrocity committed at St. Francis in Nigeria? Uh, uh, no hue and cry for that. Though here in the West, for the most part, it was only Catholics after all. Yeah, exactly. Right. You, you have these 
Uh, several people who were killed. One that I know was, I think, kidnapped. I don't know what happened to him after the fact. But yeah, literally martyrs. People who died at, I think it was actually at mass. So uh, the one thing we look to, though, is we look to the fact that they are martyrs. And so we ask for their prayers for those that have died. Um, and we pray, of course, for the repose of their souls. And for those who perpetrated those crimes, yeah, doesn't get a lot of attention. It's the same that happens, though, right? Because uh, people were mentioning to me uh, in my own family, and I think even uh, Laura had mentioned it, saying, hey, I heard about this event that happened in, in your neck of the woods, right? I heard that, you know, in Chattanooga, there were these things going on. And I'm like, it's amazing to me that because this is something that's not very common where, where I am, you hear about it. And yet, think about how many people are killed every week in Chicago, in New Orleans, in these other major cities. And because it's so common, it's it's not news. And that, to me, is the most disturbing, right? And I think that that is absolutely something that is, is incredibly important for us to keep in mind. Uh, Nick Napoli, what's going on? Papana, what is going on? Glad to see you here. Uh, let's see. Cannoli Sasquatch 79. Thanks for tagging. Says Daily Wire documentary was incredible. My 14 year old daughter actually found it informative. A must watch. Keep up. Keep up the good work. Oh, and thank you very much, uh, Sasquatch. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's so important. It really is. And I think that it is made in a way that is going to be appealing to a lot of different people. I'm, I, I haven't had my wife watch it yet. Um, it's not she loves documentaries, but she doesn't like ones that are political. Um, which for me, this is an issue where I, I wouldn't say that this is just, oh, well, it's political. No, I, this is beyond that. This is an important topic dealing with the future of our children, dealing with actual repercussions and damage to children right now going on in our country, sanctioned in many places, protected in many places, and it needs to be called out. And we need to have a discussion. Most of all, we need to have a discussion. Straw man, what's going on? Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, Michael Segriff, what's going on? Thank you for joining the chat. Long Gummit 83, what is going on? Appreciate it. Let's see. Rosie G12, who is a member, says the left attacks truth on many fronts. Because without truth, they can force people to accept any horror. Exactly. Because if everything becomes subjective, if everything becomes relative, meaning, oh, well, that's you and this is me, if that's what everything becomes, it becomes a very dangerous place. Because then all of a sudden, if you have to and do accept all ideas, that means all ideas. There's some pretty disturbing ideas out there, as is being seen clearly with what's been, you know, what, what happened in Texas, what's been happening across our country in higher education, now in lower education as well. And, and, and these are the cultural battles that we really need to be waging. And that's why, again, this film I think is so incredibly important. And it also reminds me about why every single school, if it's worth anything, needs to have a class on logic, rhetoric, philosophy. You don't have to go into a Christian or through a Christian lens or understanding in order to have that in there. But part of me kind of wants to start the process of pushing for school boards and, and trying to find out a way to do this where it's, you know, petitioning of 
we need to add this curriculum to our education system. We need to add that children learn logic, rhetoric, and philosophy. How to make a good argument. What is a good argument? What are the key points of argumentation itself? These are skills that have been so damaged and have almost entirely been lost. And there needs to be a philosophical background and framework. And the best way to do that is, of course, to start with the ancient Greeks and then to work your way through different philosophies. And guess what? That would have to include a discussion on Thomistic philosophy. And I'm sure that the the, the number one thing, if, if, if these were to be brought forward, the number one argument to be brought forward would be like, you're trying to push religion. No, 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 no. This would be a general discussion about philosophy. And guess what? Thomistic philosophy, Christian philosophy, is one of the many, one of the plethora of philosophies that exist. But it is a subject that needs to be taught. Because without it, you have a generation of children that are going to reject reality. And when you reject reality, it's not just about these issues going on within the trans community. You're now starting to have other issues go on because if you are rejecting your reality or rather just reality in general, you are looking at a very dangerous future, a very dangerous future. Chris from the eighties. Welcome. By the way, I do apologize. I am a little sick. I think that uh, baby Thor is uh, got sick. I don't know if it was from the trip this past weekend or from I, anyway, I think I got whatever he has. So I'm a little stuffy. Got a little bit of the post-nasal, so I do apologize. But anyway, Chris from the 80s, thanks for being here. Longgunman83, thank you so very much for the $10 donation via Streamlabs. Thank you for using Streamlabs, circumventing Mama Susan. Says, happy Feast of Pentecost week. Amen, brother. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. It's Pentecost Tuesday, and it also happens to be an Ember week as well. So tomorrow will be Ember Wednesday. We'll have Ember Friday, Ember Saturday. So very, very excited for that. And then Trinity Sunday, upcoming uh, this upcoming Sunday. Um, and also, uh, next week, we'll have Corpus Christi on the 16th. And then the week after that, uh, after the second Sunday after Pentecost, we have Great Feast, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. This is the month of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, so that, that's an excellent feast for this month. And the Nativity of St. John the Baptist, which is uh, it was a, a major feast. Uh, prior to the reforms of the Second Vatican Council. So, anyway. All right. Back to the chat. Let's see. Orange Hour Views, who is a member, says, Nature is binary. It's a small group of humans that are trying to fight this absolute fact. Yeah. It's just like, in many ways, you could find the comparison with the push for trying to make Latinx a thing. The vast majority of people that you ask will say, no, that's not how this works. You can't just change an entire language (laughs) because you feel like it. (laughs) Try going up to any major language that is gendered, which are uh, most languages in this world, I would say. I I don't have the data on that, but I would assume that most languages are gendered in some way. And you're going to be rejected. I mean, they've already done polling amongst people who are from the Hispanic communities, and many of them have either never heard of it or just downright say, no, that's stupid. So it's the same thing, basically, where it's like they're trying to push it. The difference is, is that they actually somehow, some way, even though 
like this is so much more extreme. This is so much more extreme and more dangerous than Latinx. If Latinx was the or Latinx, if that was the biggest issue, uh, big, biggest cultural issue we had right now, we would be in pretty good shape. Let's just be honest here, because the vast majority of people reject it, and it's a silly concept that it's not going to go anywhere. What we have going on instead, and that's what what is woman goes into, is we have a multi level full-on culture war in which people are being convinced to reject biology, reject reason, reject reality, and are being convinced of it. And it makes sense because imagine, again, you're told by a psychiatrist or a therapist, someone who's been trained, someone who's supposed to be in a position of authority saying, oh, no, what they're going through, it's totally normal, and we can start to talk about affirmation therapy and we can start to talk about hormone blockers and they're acting as if it's normal and so i could see why some parents could get totally pulled into that to say oh hey it's what the doctor says and that's why i think that any therapist or doctor who perpetuates this stuff should be fired and probably should be investigated to be perfectly honest but yeah we are in, again, that's why this documentary is the most important documentary for our generation. What's going on, Steph? Welcome back. Thanks for being here. Hope work was swell. Thank you again for always joining in after work. I appreciate it. Uh, Virtual Fireball, what is going on? Appreciate you being in the chat. General Wingster tagged to say, I get that we need to make money, but more distribution over the short-term losses could make bigger long-term gains. I don't know what that is in reference to there. Uh, Are you talking just about the general distribution of wealth? The problem is that the place that that comes from is a good place to help others. But (laughs) as the saying goes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I think I'll I think I'll let that speak for itself. Uh, so as says, what is a cat? That is a good question. I'm actually looking forward to the follow up that uh, Tim Pool said that he was going to do. So the follow up to what is a woman? What is a was it? What was it going to be? What is an AR? What is an assault rifle? What is a or no? Or was it what is a semi-automatic weapon? Something like that. Because that's another one that needs to be made. Not nearly as important, I would argue, as this one. Because I think that this is a much bigger cultural issue. This is a, to, to me, this is like a life or death issue. Whereas the other is still very important. But again, I'm glad that this one came out. And I would be really excited to see something else. Yeah, someone else brought it up in the chat. What is a man? Yeah. Though I think that this definitely covers all, all, all of the bases there. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, like the witch trials, the spell has been cast and breaking this will take logic and a lot of wake up juice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's this uh, as it's the term that we learned during the pandemic, right? There is this mass formation psychosis, essentially, that we're seeing happen. People don't want to break. And again, you really can't force them to break out of it. And that's what becomes a challenge, is how do you reach people when they are so far outside of reality? When they've removed themselves from reality, you can't you can't force them to, again, you can't force someone to access, accept something 
when they've already outright rejected reality itself. It's a very difficult place because if they're still grounded in reality and they have an opinion or they have a general thought or leaning certain ways, you can have a conversation with them. You can use terms. You can use different uh, logical arguments to try and have that conversation to lead to what hopefully will be an inevitably good conclusion. But when someone just rejects the basic framework of reality in general, yeah, it's just not good. Uh, Matsuine, ahoy. Ahoy to you. Rosie G says, uh, was a massacre at mass more than, I think you had said, was it 50 were shot overall? Yeah, 20 were killed, including children. Yep. And you're not hearing anyone talk about that, right? Everyone's talking about mass shootings here, but no one's talking about this horrific event, this hate crime. It's the wrong kind of hate crime, the one that goes against the narrative, unfortunately. Bruce says, hey, Odin, sorry I'm late. Been working out in the yard. Hey, Bruce, hope the yard works going well. Appreciate you being here. Harwick says, I watched an analysis of the meaning of pentagram. When right side up, it represents order coming from God and flowing down. When upside down, it represents chaos flowing down from Satan. Ah, okay. Makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, awesome one. I actually had some pastoroni earlier. That was the dinner. I'm looking forward to some ice cream, though, to be perfectly honest. Awesome one says, should I have a flickering light with tongue of fire on his head? No, 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 no. I don't need that. That would be a little too much. Master Games says, it's okay when left says misinformation about people they disagree with, but the left complains about the people they disagree with. Do, do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the other thing, too, right, is that you look at platforms like Twitter and they have ideology built into their very framework, into their, into their very rules. I, I was listening today to one of the podcasts. I don't know if it was one of Tim Pool's segments or if it was from someone else. But there is an attempt right now to, in, in some countries, or no, not in countries, in some states. I think it actually might be in Virginia. No, it's a school board in Virginia, I believe. They are trying to... And maybe they've already pushed it through. I imagine it'll probably get some pushback from their new uh, governor, etc. But they're trying to push through new rules for the schools that they... Um, basically, it puts dead naming. So if you call someone by the name before they transition, if you dead name someone, they have that on the same level as um oh what was the uh, i forgot what the comparison ca comparison was but anyway dead naming is a punishable offense um calling someone by their non-preferred pronoun also there's different tiers and levels but one could get expelled that's what's being pushed in yet another uh virginian uh school district but that's where the battle is right now it's it, it's insane. Uh, Jonathan Bear says, if things keep going down this route, next thing you know, they will say murder doesn't exist. It's just a social construct. Yes. And for anyone that says, oh, you're just being extreme. Yeah. The thing that we're talking about right now was called extreme 10 years ago. Let's say it never stops. That train keeps a rolling. And again, when you reject reality... Uh, Rob D says, hello, Odin, do you think Top Gun Maverick is going to hit a billion dollars? I think it's I think it's definitely possible. So I guess we can transition then to the second part of tonight's show, which is to talk about Top Gun Maverick's box office, because it is truly 
doing better than I think anyone, myself included, would have ever expected this film to possibly do. Just this past Monday alone, it made another $12.4 million, pushing its domestic total to $308 million, meaning by the end of its third weekend, it is very likely to pass up Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is sitting right now domestically at three eighty nine. I think both films are going to end past $400 million, but I do think, based on these current numbers, that Top Gun Maverick is going to end up being as high as, as Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Right now, it's sitting over $900 million. And Top Gun Maverick, I do actually think, has the potential to get to the billion. So let me go ahead and pull that up real quick. So as you can see here, Top Gun Maverick, $12.4 million, means right now the film is sitting at $569.6 million as far as actual box office revenue is concerned. What is the most interesting to me, of course, though, is these comparisons, because here's the facts, all right? Here's the facts. Both of these films are massive successes, all right? It is a fact that Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is a massive success. $910 million means around, what, $250 million in net gain profits. You're looking at uh, Top Gun Maverick is going to get to around $100 million in net gain profits by this weekend. It's looking very, very good. But this comparison is very interesting, right? So you, as you can see here, you have the first weekend easily going to Doctor Strange, 187.4. Uh, remember that they had the holiday weekend numbers for Top Gun Maverick. So let's say 160 versus 201. You know, let's have the first Monday's, you know, $40 million difference. But then look at what happened. Every other day after the weekend, guess what? Made more money than Doctor Strange did. And then look at this second weekend, right? $25 million, 36, 29. And then look at where it is right now. 308 versus 297. So right now, it's sitting $10 million ahead of where Doctor Strange was at the same time of its release. And that's the reason why if this film continues to pace the way that it is, as you can see, I think that you'll find by the end of the weekend, this film right here, since it's making about a million dollars a day still, likely to make multiple millions of dollars next weekend, will likely cross $400 million here. However, this film right here also has the potential to reach those numbers as well. Going to my... That's the wrong one. I didn't want to go to my locals. I wanted to go to my website. I do have a locals, by the way, for those interested. But going to my box office tracking, just to show you. So based off of the numbers as they currently stand. So again, the film was at around 557 $557 million for its second week on Top Gun Maverick. Based on those numbers, and again, these are just based off historical trends, the film's going to end somewhere between around $800 million and $1.1 billion. Average of that is around $955 million. So this is going to be an incredibly successful film. What I think, though, going back just for a second, is the most interesting part Something that I think is the most insane part is this weekend drop. Top Gun Maverick in its second week only dropped 29%. That is insane. For any major film, any major box office hit, 
to only drop 29%. And when you look at its international drop, its international drop was around 20% or so, according to an article from Deadline. So you're looking at a worldwide drop around what, 25 to 29%, you know, if you know, based on you know fluctuating. That's insane for a week one to week two. Now, obviously, this weekend we're gonna see Jurassic World Dominion come out, and that's gonna win the weekend. The real question is. Does Top Gun Maverick continue to, you know, uh, to to make its own, to uh, be able to, you know, kind of keep, keep its own up in that competition and its back and forth in its battle against Jurassic World Dominion, right? Is it going to be able to, at the very least, tread water? Or is it going to see a massive drop-off because it's going to lose what it normally would have lost or any film would typically lose in the second weekend of its release? Pretty amazing stuff, though. And again, 4,700 screens for Top Gun Maverick. And here's the thing. Yeah, it might start to lose some screens, but it's going to keep a lot of those screens because Paramount is looking at these numbers saying, oh, it's making $18.9 thousand per theater. Why would we take this out? So they're going to keep this around, I would argue, for quite a while. But yeah, Top Gun Maverick doing incredibly well. And is it going to hit a billion dollars was the question that was asked. I think it is a it is much more likely. Right now, if I had to go based on statistics, I would say that there is a 10% chance that Doctor Strange 2 hits a billion. And I would say that there's about a 60, 60 to 75% chance that... Uh, Top Gun Maverick hits a billion. A lot of whether Top Gun Maverick hits a billion is going to depend upon what the numbers are domestically and internationally in its third weekend. But yeah, it's doing well. And I am incredibly happy because Top Gun Maverick is a film that deserves to be doing well. It's a solid film. It's a lot of fun. It respects the source material. It also happens to be Paramount's opportunity to shove it to China, which is always an extra awesome add-on as well. But anyway, it's cool to see. Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Orange Hour Views, thank you for being a member for 24 months in a row. At the Army of Asgard level, he is uh, cashing in on his free super that he gets as a member. It says, uh, Revit of the Engine, listen to her howl and roar. The box office went to the danger zone. Top Gun Maverick is a breath of fresh air for the pro-US film. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting, too, because what are the articles that you're now seeing being written about the film? Oh, this is the latest film to be co-opted by the far right. And, oh, it's pushing this or that. And it's just like, no, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's a movie that you want to see in the summer at the box office. It is the, it is the film that so many of us have longed for for many years now. It only happens a few times, it seems, in, you know, a series of last, what, five years or so, maybe a few of these films have come out, where you can just sit back and enjoy it, and it actually happens to be a fun, good, well-crafted movie, in addition to be entertaining to boot. It's amazing. Thank you, Michael. I don't think I sound all that great. Let's see. Awesome one tag to say choosing to worship the created over the creator 
Exactly. When you start to put up the body especially as an idol, because that's what we're really seeing here is that not just the created or the creature is becoming deified, but also one is deifying themselves. When you become your own god, and then when you say, yes, everyone should be their own god, chaos. Again, going back to what is a woman, that's why it is so incredibly important. There's Stephanie B. hey oh, Thank you again for joining us, Stephanie B. And yeah, we had mentioned in the very beginning about Tina, and we are sending our thoughts and prayers for her to heal as fast as possible. Especially since y'all have a show this week. James K., what's going on? Welcome. I have a blood box. I, I would just call it a room that is festive for the season of Pentecost. You trolls. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be another good one. What is a 9mm? See, General Wingster says here, I'm talking about Daily Wire releasing documentary over many larger platforms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was the other thing I, was, I wanted to bring up, too, is that one of the issues, one of the biggest issues that I have with this documentary is that it is behind the paywall for the Daily Wire, and you have to become a subscriber. A subscriber. And though they are building their catalog of documentaries and films, it, it's not really all that there. And so I could see why it would be difficult for someone who is independent who is maybe libertarian or maybe someone who is a more classical liberal or classical Democrat would say, I don't really want to subscribe to the daily wire. I just want to see the movie. So I think that one thing that they should have done and hopefully do in the future is provide something like a video on demand, basically where it's, Hey, if you want to just spend $10 and it gives you access to the film, boom, you got it. I think that that might be one of the issues, though, is that I, I believe if you were to charge maybe like $10, I think that is what the monthly rate for one of their subscriptions is. And so I think they are thinking of it of a, well, we could charge an amount of money, but then they would be spending about as much as a month's subscription anyway, so why not get it all? Whereas for me, it's like, yeah, but some people I think would rather just get access to the movie or, or have access to rent the movie and not have to worry about being a subscriber, not to worry about emails and verifying verifying emails and all that other. You know, I think that that might be something that they hopefully think about and bring about uh, further in the future as well. Because I think it would, I think it would cause, I think it would allow them to actually make a lot more money. <laughs> uh, Bo Roberts, welcome to the channel. Singe the cringe. What's going on? Yep, exactly. I think it's a very good question. Uh, Hardwick, why is Gamora? There it is. Appreciate that film reference there. What is America? Unnox known? Nox? General Wingster, uh, why are you talking about spreading the wealth? That's comic talk right there. Well, someone mentioned it. Didn't you bring it up? I've forgotten already. Rob D says here, next documentary, was an assault weapon? Answer, a completely made-up term by Democrats to describe non-existent terminology, firearm, in order to cause fear-mongering. I would say there, you, you are being, being uh, disingenuous by saying Democrats, because Republicans have done it as well. It's really unipar uniparty politics. Mainstream politics. Which is why these incumbents need to go. 
Uh, Laura, shorty short, says, do they speak English in what? Say what again? <laughs> Let us see. All right. Gus in the chat says, sup, took my nine-year-old son to Mav last weekend, and we had a lot of fun, solid film. Watched what is a woman with the wife, and she was entertained to say the very least. Yeah, that's what is so great about the documentary is that it is uh, smart, well-made, well-shot. The audio is great, too, and I think that's always the most important thing in the end, right, is audio is always much more important than picture. And when you got both going on, as well as the production value, as well as a great topic, it's great. The one issue I think I have with the documentary, What is a Woman?, is that for me, the the personal touch with Matt Walsh was, I think, maybe a bit distracting because it it came across as very artificial and as very fake. So it's it starts off with him at a birthday party, just sitting back watching his kids, and it's like, okay, it all it feels very because it is right. It's it's all very staged, et cetera. And I'm sure that they were making that purposefully to kind of mock the documentary. Uh, genre, I guess, because the modern documentary oftentimes will use that type of, you know, filmmaking, basically. So I I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. However, I definitely think that it's one of the weaker points of it because I would much rather it have focused more so, more of its time on those other elements instead. But that's just me. 70B, what's up, says, hey there, red light behind you means other stuff, JK. Oh, no, no. (laughs) And no, I was not talking about Ellen Page, by the way, um, a while back. Or were you all just trying to participate in dead naming? How dare you? You disgust me. Let's see. Robert Frey, what is going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, Selena's Stellar Door, what's up? Thanks for tagging. Says, hail to you. Loved Top Gun Maverick. Such a good movie. Love seeing Val again. I cried. What was your favorite scene moment from the movie? I think the scenes with Val Kilmer probably are definitely at the top of the charts. Uh, at least as far as the non-jet scenes. To me, the jet sequences are just so breathtaking. It's obviously like those are the tops. You know, like those are just so incredible, breathtaking, edge of the edge of your seat, uh, cinematography and, and and storytelling. And obviously, like the end run that they do, especially in the Jets, it just adds even more to it. But I think that it, as far as the other parts of the film, definitely the 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 main scene with Val Kilmer, I thought was awesome. I thought it was fantastic. Let's see. Laura, who's a mod, adds in saying, well, they changed a baby into a clump of cells, so they are well-practiced at manipulating people. Absolutely, right? And again, it's all about trying to... And that's what's interesting is that at least when you look to that, even though I think that it's it's terrible that that they did that and that people bought into it, at least you look to that and you say, okay, at least it's still in reality, right? I think it's a false premise. I think that it, it has a lot of issues with it, obviously, because it still is a human being. But at least it's somewhat grounded in, in reality, right? Whereas the stuff that, that's going on and being talked about in this documentary, it's, it's again, we now are dealing with people who that are like, no, 
you know, when the even when the question of I'm talking about, you know, when uh, Matt Walsh says I'm talking about the truth, the real world, immediately they start to, you know, to like say, oh, this is over or this, you know, they start to basically push back. And many of them at that point typically start to also want to end the interview or kind of indicate that they're not that that they're, they're, basically they started to show signs that something was wrong. And that to me, I think, was incredibly important. It was an incredibly important thing to catch because it's the moment in which the people start to recognize, oh, I'm about to be exposed as <laughs> preaching a bunch of nonsense. That's not based on the real world. But yeah, absolutely agree, Laura, that they've, they, again, they've done that before. They've messed around with reality before. And now they're somehow getting and being able to convince people to re- reject reality in general. Laura then says, playing hooky on Thursday, going to see three movies that day. Haven't done that in years. Nice. Yeah, I haven't done that in such a long time. And uh, I miss it. I miss it. I assume Jurassic World is on that list. Yeah, I need to look and see if the AMC 13, or sorry, AMC 18 near me has updated their schedule or not because there's tons of movies I want to see. Let's see. John Evan Bear says, looking forward to Top Gun to Maverick kicking Doctor Strange 2's butt at the box office. Yeah. Excuse me. I think that by the end of their runs, if the numbers continue in this direction for Top Gun Maverick, it will end past that movie. Both are still successful films, though. Can't fight that. Yes, everything everything everywhere all at once is still doing quite well. This is true. Let's see. Gomer Kyle, what's going on, good sir? Thanks for being a member on the channel. Says, it was half full theater when I was there, but they had it in three theaters where I live. Uh, Talking about Top Gun, I'm assuming. By the way, G-Man, thank you for that super chat. I will highlight that once it pops up in the chat and I catch up. Just wanted to say I appreciate you. Let's see. Gomer Kyle then adds in, Hey, they're also getting sued by the writer of the OG story in 86, but I don't think they had any rights to it anymore. Oh, wait, the, the Top Gun writer is is suing? I mean, it's derivative. There's no question about it, but it's still a... They, they have different characters in addition to the OG characters, and the story elements are still different enough to where that would be a hard case to to, to prove, I would say. And as you mentioned, it sounds like the rights aren't even there. Harbick says, It seems that Jennifer Connelly is the girlfriend of choice for movie Aviators. First, Cliff scored The Rocketeer and now Maverick. I actually haven't seen The uh, the Rocketeer. Dean H. Finally, Dean Heiss finally changed his name since the Orville's now out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, and that's the first thing he mentions. I'm no longer waiting for the Orville. I'm going back to my name and handle last change, I promise. Uh, boy, that is red. That red is red. Yeah, again, Feast of Pentecost. Blessed Pentecost to all. And yeah, I knew immediately. I was like, oh, look at that. He's finally back to the OG name. You say it's the last change, but come on. There's going to be something down the line that you'll be excited about. And hey, that's fine. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I don't mind it. Uh, Jose Contreras, what's going on? Robert Frey, hail to you. Yeah. Uh, at the very least. There's other philosophers as well that I would I would add into that as well but i 
don't have the proper names on the top of my mind at the moment. Gomer Kyle adds on Trump and not helping when he's pushing rhinos and neocons like Dr. Oz. Well, I, again, I that's why, yeah, we'll talk about that probably more on Thursday. But no, it, it's not helping, right? This, this, to me, is an issue that should be an easy slam dunk because the vast majority of people in the world live in the real world. And I think that if we were to take it from that uh, that perspective, we could have, I think that we could have a lot of success in pulling people. Basically, think of it in this way. There, we, we need to start, like, people have now been put into the matrix is probably the best comparison, right? They've been put into the matrix. They, they, they believe everything around them is, is just a bunch of lies. If you don't like the Matrix or because of the Matrix Resurrections, you don't even want to think about that. Okay, let's talk about the story that they derived the Matrix from, uh, Plato's Allegory of the Cave. It's exactly what's going on here, right? People are believing shadows to be real. They are believing these non-corporeal ideas and entities that are not based in reality at the very least one could argue that hey at least the matrix has some aspects of reality in there but it's still not real you know whereas what we're dealing with now is so outside of everything that it's awful yes indeed please strike that light (laughs) like button i saw i see what you did there Yes, please smash the like button, light up the fire button as well. We are getting close to the end as uh, <laughs> I feel like I just really want to I really want to blow my nose um, and, and have a little bit of ice cream. So we're going to go ahead and start to wrap things up. Let's see. Rosie G. How long will turn, uh, Top Gun 2 be in theaters? Uh, again, I think third week is going to tell us a lot. But I mean, if everything everywhere all at once is in for 11 weeks, if The Lost City makes it to 11 weeks, if Fantastic Beast made it to eight weeks, I, I, I don't see how this film doesn't reach similar levels, especially with the word of mouth being as, as strong as it is. Gomer Kyle says, these same idiots would call a clump of cells life it was on Mars. Exactly, and they do. You know what's insane? There are more laws in some states that protect the eggs of birds then there are laws that protect innocent human lives just just think about that for a second regardless of where you stand on any issue we have more laws on the books in certain states that protect the eggs of birds versus innocent human lives I, I, I <laughs> if that if that doesn't wake you up, I don't I don't know what else would. Anyway, G Man, thank you for the five dollars super chat says you're right about Daily Wire. Some people would rather pay more and simplify their life. That's why a super chat instead of becoming a member. Well, G Man, I appreciate it. It really does mean a lot uh, when you do super chat. I do appreciate anyone that is just here liking, watching the videos. It does uh, mean a lot. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right and. That is, I think, something hopefully they, they realize and recognize that, oh, we, we, we obviously are thinking of it of, hey, we're offering more, though, so why wouldn't you want to do it? But if their goal is to try and get this film into the hands of as many people as possible, they got to start expanding and broadening out their base a little bit. And the only way that they can do that is by 
not having someone have to become a member or a subscriber in order to access them. I think that that could be a way in which they could be better than Netflix and better than these other streaming services is that they would actually allow for that type of content. General Wingster says, I miss drive-ins. The one near me shut down. Oh, that's sad. I know that they had a little bit of a revival during the pandemic. One of the few positives I think that we can point to when it comes to the pandemic. Uh, let's see. Uh, Stephanie B says, the dinosaurs are coming, right? Jurassic Park 9. Who is cleaning up? <laughs> yeah, who is who is cleaning up the dino poo? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, we have that film coming out this weekend. So I might try and see that on Thursday if the schedule allows it. No, I have not seen The Rocketeer. I know. I know. It happens. Dan Blackroyd, what's going on? Welcome, good sir. Joining in at the very end. That's okay. I forgive you this time. Let's see. General Wingster tagged to say, but what is real? Are you real? Am I real? I'm going to punch this wall real quick. Be right back. Exactly. (laughs) What is real? There is no spoon, says Laura. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Rosie G says, Odin, is a a good analogy of what's going on in today's society. The emperor's new clothes. Yeah, the emperor has no clothes. Uh, Sherry Allen says, hope you feel better soon. Enjoy the ice cream. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Let's see. 70B has a question. Everything is a copy of a copy. What movie or character? Oh, it sounds familiar, but I'm blanking out on it. That's a good, uh, that's a good one too. Let's see. Dan Blackroyd says, it's not just writers, actual sequel rights. It's over 35 years of copyright that is giving them power to claim ownership of this movie too. It's all based on the original idea. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see. Hardwick says, The Rocketeer is must-watch, directed by Joe Johnson, and is similar to his Captain America movie, but even better, as Rocket, Pack, Gangsters, Nazi, Howard Hughes, and a Zeppelin. Interesting. A lot of stuff going on there, it sounds like. Uh, let's see. Dan Blackwright says, People added the eventual ScarJo lawsuit against Black Widow to the shooting budget, taking it higher. Profit margin lower. Will people do the same for Top Gun 2? I doubt it because I honestly don't know if that lawsuit's going to even be successful. I, I I just, I feel like that's going to be a harder case to win. I'm not a legal expert, by the way. It's just, I don't know. Uh, Orange Reviews, you cannot declare me excommunicado. Only I can declare excommunicado. Uh, Father Christopher Miller, I will be on the road Thursday. I'm going to try and get there Thursday evening just in time for the meetup, so... Kiko Rogers, what's going on, brother? He says, <laughs> you haven't seen it, unsubscribe. Again, right, at the very end is Adam Shawhan. What's going on, brother? Been too long. You can hang out here more. Anyway, uh, let's see. Laura says, Drinker has a Rocketeer uh, on his recommendation list. Okay, well, if Drinker likes it, then I believe it. But that is going to be it for me this evening, everybody. I need to go grab some ice cream. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> blow my nose again. I think whatever, whatever little Bubba's got, I think I got too. So anyway, thank you all so very much for being here this evening. It's been a lot of fun. Again, highly recommend both of these films. I love, uh, I love Top Gun Maverick. I think it's fan- phenomenal. Fantastic. I hope that it does incredibly well, but again, what is a woman? I think it's such an incredibly, incredibly important documentary. And I know that for some people who have not been able to see it, 
I understand. It's like, I don't want another streaming service, and I don't really want to become a subscriber to Daily Wire. I understand. I do just think that this film is so incredibly important just from a cultural perspective. It is the most important documentary of our time, um, which is why, again, I, I'm going to try and see if I can use it within my own classroom, because I think, at, at the very least, cer- certain segments of, of the documentary, because I think it really just gets to the core of the issue, and it really is a philosophical debate and a philosophical discussion. And I think that it's something that we really need to get back to, right? It's kind of going back to basics. Unless our children, unless these kids growing up can understand what reality is, and not just that reality exists, but also how to perceive and understand said reality, we're never going to get anywhere, you know? So it's it's going to be interesting to say the very least. But anyway, thank you all so very much for engaging in these discussions. It's been a long, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Huge shout out to Stephanie B, my general of the Valkyries. Much love to you. Thank you so much for, again, always rushing here after work uh, to join in. I really do always appreciate Stephanie B. Shout out, of course, also to Laura, the modern major general of the channel who held the fort down and stayed throughout the stream as well. Um, and as always, I always appreciate the, uh, comments and references. Uh, there's, there's a lot, (laughs) you get me, we get each other. One could say, and then also, of course, a huge shout out to the amazing Empress of the Universe, Tina, who could not join us tonight. I hope you feel better, Tina, if you're listening to this or if you are going to watch us back and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for all you do. And for everyone here as well. Thank you all. You guys are all great. And yeah, we have, uh, let's see tomorrow morning. I'm going to try to do, uh, again, apologies for this morning's, uh, good morning Asgard stream being canceled ended up being where, guess what? The part that they were supposed to come here from. So basically we were getting our air conditioning, our AC fixed, and there was a part they were waiting on and they were going to pick it up. Apparently it was broken when they went to pick it up. So they didn't come. So the AC again, the AC is working, but it's, it's, it's a problem where if it's not fixed soon, it could like break at any point. So it's kind of like, okay, kind of want to get this done as fast as possible. So I had to cancel the good morning Asgard stream because of that. So I'm planning to do one tomorrow. However, as I mentioned, uh, baby Thor is sick. I'm starting to get a little sick too. So depending on his fever in the morning, I might have to do stay at home dad uh, tomorrow. So I will let you all know if I have to cancel the good morning Asgard stream tomorrow. And I, I, I don't want to, I would really hate to, Um, but it it could be a possibility. All right. So if that does happen, Thursday will be the next day for streaming. That will be the OMB report live. That's one where it's specifically uh, geared towards news politics without focusing as much on movies or pop culture necessarily. Um, And then of course, Friday night tights, and then we'll have our Saturday evening stream. And then next week should be a regular schedule. And then Thursday, I believe, because of when I'm leaving, I think I might need to move the OMB report live to Monday instead. But again, stay tuned. I'll let y'all know of any schedule changes to any of those streams as far as 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 in far advance as I possibly can. But that should be going on at that point anyway. So thank you all very much for being here. Much love to everyone. Also, I'm still needing to update the June shout-out video. So I have a June shout-out video. But a couple people reached out about uh, things they wanted to get plugged and shouted out. But obviously, because of all this chaos going on, I have not had time to re-record it. So that will be updated um, if you are one of the persons who's supporting me who asked for a specific shout-out and 
you haven't gotten it yet, that is the reason why. But anyway, thank you all for very much for being here. Much love, everybody. Go get some ice cream. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout-out to my June Keeper of the Bifrost and Chosen of Valhalla level members, Brandon, let's go Brandon, Christopher Bowman, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Father Luca, Mike Jackson, for the win, Mad Mitch Dunaway, or in chat reviews, make sure to check out his YouTube channel. He just hit 1,000 subscribers. Rosetta Allen, check out her YouTube channel as well. Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, check out her YouTube channel. And also, of course, the amazing Tina B, Empress of the Universe. Check out her YouTube channel, especially her show, Soup to Nuts, that she does with the amazing Stephanie B. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And a huge shout out to all of my subscribers as well over on Subscribe star at these levels. Matt 317, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, and also, of course, J Rod, The Beer Guru, and ZK Man. You guys are amazing. And a last shout out to my locals members. We have Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? We have Mike Jackson for the win once again, Robert Barnes, and Brett D. 90. So I want to say thank you again for being my members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and the Chosen of All Hollow levels. If you want your name especially shouted out at the end of every single video and live stream, please check out my links at the Patreon and Subscribe Star. Uh, you can find those in the top link in the video description, the Willow link as I like to call it. We can also get access to things like giveaways, things like the podcast I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger and other cool stuff like that. Anyway, thank you all very much for supporting me for the month of June. You're all amazing and and beautiful people, hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.